Hey, Calvary family, this is Pastor Michael Grove here on the Bible Reading App. Today is September the 4th, and we have started the journey through 2 Chronicles. So today you can join me. I'll be reading from the New International Version. Read along with me if you can. Otherwise, I'll read it over you. And at the end, I'll give you a quick thought before we end our time together. Here we go, starting in 2 Chronicles chapter 11. When Rehoboam arrived in Jerusalem, he mustered Judah and Benjamin, a hundred and eighty thousand able men, to go to war against Israel and to regain the kingdom for Rehoboam. But this word of the Lord came to Shemaiah, the man of God. Say to Rehoboam, son of Solomon, king of Judah, and to all Israel in Judah and Benjamin, this is what the Lord says, do not go up to fight against your fellow Israelites. Go home, every one of you, for this is my doing. So they obeyed the words of the Lord and turned back from marching against Jeroboam. Rehoboam lived in Jerusalem and built up towns for defense in Judah, Bethlehem, Etam, Tekoa, Beth-zer, Soko, Adullam, Gath, Merashah, Ziph, Adorim, Lachish, Ezekah, Zorah, Ahijalon, and Hebron. These were fortified cities in Judah and Benjamin. He strengthened their defenses and put commanders in them with supplies of food, olive oil, and wine. He put shields and spears in all the cities and made them very strong. So Judah and Benjamin were his. The priests and Levites from all their districts throughout Israel sided with him. The Levites even abandoned their pasture lands and property and came to Judah and Jerusalem because Jeroboam and his sons had rejected them as priests of the Lord when he appointed his own priest for the high places and for the goat and calf idols he had made. Those from every tribe of Israel who set their hearts on seeking the Lord, the God of Israel, followed the Levites to Jerusalem to offer sacrifices to the Lord, the God of their ancestors. They strengthened the kingdom of Judah and supported Rehoboam, son of Solomon, three years, following the ways of David and Solomon during this reign. Rehoboam married Mahalath, who was the daughter of David's son, Jeremoth, and of Abigail, the daughter of Jesse's son, Aliab. She bore him sons, Jeush, Shemariah, and Zaham. Then he married Maacah, daughter of Absalom, who bore him Abijah, Atai, Ziza, and Shalomith. Rehoboam loved Maacah, daughter of Absalom, more than any of his other wives and concubines. In all, he had 18 wives and 60 concubines, 28 sons, and 60 daughters. Rehoboam appointed Abijah, son of Maacah, as crown prince among his brothers in order to make him king. He acted wisely, dispersing some of his sons throughout the districts of Judah and Benjamin and to all the fortified cities. He gave them abundant provisions and took many wives for them. Second Chronicles chapter 12 After Rehoboam's position as king was established and he had become strong, he and all Israel with him abandoned the law of the Lord. Because they had been unfaithful to the Lord, Shishak, king of Egypt, attacked Jerusalem in the fifteenth year of King Rehoboam. With twelve hundred chariots and sixty thousand horsemen and the innumerable troops of Libyans, Sukites, and Cushites that came with him from Egypt, 
he captured the fortified cities of Judah and came as far as Jerusalem. Then the prophet Shemaiah came to Rehoboam and to the leaders of Judah who had assembled in Jerusalem for fear of Shishak, and he said to them, This is what the Lord says, You have abandoned me, therefore I now abandon you to Shishak. The leaders of Israel and the king humbled themselves and said, The Lord is just. When the Lord saw that they humbled themselves, this word of the Lord came to Shemaiah, Since they have humbled themselves, I will not destroy them, but will soon give them deliverance. My wrath will not be poured out on Jerusalem through Shishak. They will, however, become subject to him, so that they may learn the difference between serving me and serving the kings of other lands. When Shishak, king of Egypt, attacked Jerusalem, he carried off the treasures of the temple of the Lord and the treasures of the royal palace. He took everything, including the gold shields Solomon had made. So King Rehoboam made bronze shields to replace them and assigned these to the commanders of the guard on duty at the entrance to the royal palace. Whenever the king went to the Lord's temple, the guards went with him bearing the shields, and afterward they returned them to the guard room. Because Rehoboam humbled himself, the Lord's anger turned from him, and he was not totally destroyed. Indeed, there was some good in Judah. King Rehoboam established himself firmly in Jerusalem and continued as king. He was 41 years old when he became king, and he reigned 17 years in Jerusalem, the city the Lord had chosen out of all the tribes of Israel in which to put his name. His mother's name was Naamah. She was an Ammonite. He did evil because he had not set his heart on seeking the Lord. As for the events of Rehoboam's reign, from beginning to end, are they not written in the records of Shemaiah the prophet and of Ido the seer that deal with genealogies? There was continual warfare between Rehoboam and Jeroboam. Rehoboam rested with his ancestors and was buried in the city of David, and Abijah his son succeeded him as king. 2 Chronicles chapter 13 In the eighteenth year of the reign of Jeroboam, Abijah became king of Judah, and he reigned in Jerusalem three years. His mother's name was Maacah, a daughter of Uriel of Gibeah. There was war between Abijah and Jeroboam. Abijah went into battle with an army of 400,000 able fighting men, and Jeroboam drew up a battle line against him with 800,000 able troops. Abijah stood on Mount Zemaraim in the hill country of Ephraim and said, Jeroboam and all Israel, listen to me. Don't you know that the Lord, the God of Israel, has given the kingship of Israel to David and his descendants forever by a covenant of salt? Yet Jeroboam, son of Nebat, an official of Solomon, son of David, rebelled against his master. Some worthless scoundrels gathered around him and opposed Rehoboam, son of Solomon, when he was young and indecisive and not strong enough to resist them. And now you plan to resist the kingdom of the Lord, which is in the hand of David's descendants. You are indeed a vast army and have with you the golden calves that Jeroboam made to be your gods. But didn't you drive out the priests of the Lord, the sons of Aaron and the Levites, and make priests of your own as the peoples of other lands do? 
Whoever comes to consecrate himself with a young bull and seven rams may become a priest of what are not gods. As for us, the Lord is our God, and we have not forsaken him. The priests who serve the Lord are sons of Aaron, and the Levites assist them. Every morning and evening they present burnt offerings and fragrant incense to the Lord. They set out the bread on the ceremonially clean table and light the lamps on the gold lampstand every evening. We are observing the requirements of the Lord our God, but you have forsaken him. God is with us. He is our leader. His priests with their trumpets will sound the battle cry against you. People of Israel, do not fight against the Lord, the God of your ancestors, for you will not succeed. Now Jeroboam had sent troops around to the rear, so that while he was in front of Judah, the ambush was behind him. Judah turned and saw that they were being attacked at both front and rear. Then they cried out to the Lord. The priests blew their trumpets, and the men of Judah raised the battle cry. At the sound of their battle cry, God routed Jeroboam and all Israel before Abijah and Judah. The Israelites fled before Judah, and God delivered them into their hands. Abijah and his troops inflicted heavy losses on them, so that there were 500,000 casualties among Israel's able men. The Israelites were subdued on that occasion, and the people of Judah were victorious because they relied on the Lord, the God of their ancestors. Abijah pursued Jeroboam and took from him the towns of Bethel, Jeshana, and Ephron, with their surrounding villages. Jeroboam did not regain power during the time of Abijah, and the Lord struck him down and he died. But Abijah grew in strength. He married 14 wives and had 22 sons and 16 daughters. The other events of Abijah's reign What he did and what he said are written in the annotations of the prophet Ido. 2 Chronicles 14, verse 1. And Abijah rested with his ancestors and was buried in the city of David. Asa, his son, succeeded him as king, and in his days the country was at peace for ten years. This concludes the reading for today. Let me give you a quick thought before we end our time together. I think for me, the absolute best thing that we read is in Second Chronicles chapter 12, verse 5, and it said this, Then the prophet Shemaiah came to Rehoboam and to the leaders of Judah who had assembled in Jerusalem for fear of Shishak, and he said to them, This is what the Lord says, You have abandoned me, therefore I now abandon you to Shishak. Now listen to verse 6, this is the best part. The leaders of Israel and the king humbled themselves and said, The Lord is just. Have you ever thought about the things that we actually deserve? It's so funny because we live in a day and age where we feel like we deserve everything. Somebody does something unjust to us, we deserve to get back at them. We do our job, and not only do we deserve our wage, but we deserve to be honored for our job. Somebody cuts us off, and we deserve to be able to go around them and cut them off as well. There's so many things that we, in our own minds, have decided we deserve. When in reality, if we really stop and thought about it, all the things that we say we deserve come from a place of pride. King Rehoboam deserved what God was going to give him. 
God said, you've abandoned me, so I will abandon you. It's not what God wanted. It's just what Rehoboam deserved. He was running away from God, and God wasn't going to hold on to him and say, no, stay with me. After all, God had already made it clear that they were to serve him and follow his ways only. Yet, Rehoboam chose to reject the Lord anyway. So when it all comes to him, and the Lord says, you've abandoned me, so I will abandon you, his only realization in response, along with the people of Israel, was to say, well, the Lord is just. They realized they deserved what they were getting. And so they humbled themselves before the Lord and honored him as the one true king. Because of this, God showed great mercy on them. Because that's what God does whenever we humble ourselves. You see, when we humble ourselves, it helps us to realize that God is ultimately in control. And it reminds us that what we have is loosely ours anyway. It all belongs to the Lord. And with that righteous response, Rehoboam saved his own life and his people because he chose to recognize the Lord is just. What he has in his hands belongs to him, and what I have in my hands belongs to him. And since it all belongs to him, he has the right to do with it as he pleases. And if I can just humble myself and follow him, I will see the goodness of the Lord. But if I choose to reject him, I will see what it looks like when I reject the Lord. I hear people all the time say they can't serve a God that allows certain things to happen or won't step in on their behalf when they're in a bad situation. Yet they have no problem leading up to it, rejecting the Lord and walking away from Him. And when they do and they finally need something from Him, They can't understand why God wouldn't jump in and rescue them. Well, it's the same thing. Because they have abandoned him, he will abandon them to their circumstance. God is not unjust. He wants justice. He wants what is right and he wants it for you. But it requires you wanting what's right as well. And the only way you can want what's right is to want what God wants. One of my family verses is this, Matthew 6, that says, Seek first the kingdom of God in all of its righteousness, and everything else will be added to you. In other words, want what God wants. Because if you don't, you will end up realizing that he is just the hard way. And trust me, you don't want that. That's all the time we have left for today. I love you, and God bless. Oh, 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 oh,